Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with the Fantastic Two or the Fabulous Two. Either way, it's just us two, and I'm talking about my man, Mr. Front Row Kenny. What do you say, Kenny? Yo, what's good? And I just want to say this, since we have been gone for a week, which felt like the longest week of them all, <laughs> I just want to say shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder for having a fantastic chat is now in Oklahoma, so I'm super happy. My team drafted well, and yeah, future's looking bright, OKC. Yeah, man. You know, I haven't, I, we talked about this once before, Kenny, while the playoffs were going on, but I think I mentioned this, obviously, you know, not recording on the podcast, but I haven't really been watching basketball for the last five years. I just haven't been, I don't know, I, I just lost my whole interest in basketball, and, and I really haven't been paying attention. Now, <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with, with most of the updated, you know, players and stuff, but this is how bad I've lost touch with basketball, <laughs> is the only players that I knew <laughs> as far as in the NBA Finals this year was... Three players from Golden State and absolutely, oh my God. and absolutely nobody on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Dang, Dude, for real, nobody dude, on this, the Celtics. This, Not even no. Tatum, listen, listen, Al Horford. Listen, this is how bad. This is how bad it was for me, Kenny. I was sitting there watching this game, and at one point, I was like, I like, I turned to my boy because he was watching it, and 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 I, I literally turned to myself. Why isn't Paul Pierce playing? I was like, is is oh my, isn't he? Oh my, God, isn't he one wow. of their better players? Man, you've been out of the loop for a minute, for real. Jesus. Oh, boy. Well, at least I... Paul Pierce was courtside a couple games. At least I, at, at least I didn't say Bird. You know, hey, what, what is Bird coming true, in? True, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... If you would have said Larry Bird, yeah. man, I would have like, hold up. It's been a minute, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Shoot, that was before, me, that was before my time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, man. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about basketball again because, you know, I, I, I rooted for the Houston Rockets, you know, almost my entire life, you know, even though I'm from originally from San Antonio and I, and I, I do like the Spurs, but living in Houston for a, a while, just really the, the, the Rockets had always kind of won my heart over. And, you know, I, I saw, I saw something where the, uh, they, the, some NBA beat writers were saying that uh, not only OKC had a good draft, but that the Houston Rockets also had a really good draft. So I have to go back and, and look and see, you know, what, what's going on with, with my Houston Rockets and, and see what all the hype is about. Now, of course, these are just regular beat writers. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I need to start I need to start keeping up with the basketball. I need, to, I need to start picking up with the NBA again. I'm missing out. Yeah, most <laughs> most deaf. I, I mean, I thought it was a, a pretty solid stack of players that came in for the draft, like in general. I thought it was a pretty deep draft. Obviously, Oklahoma City has been in rebuild phase for the past couple years with the departure of Westbrook, yeah. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul and company. However, with players like Shea Gillius Alexander and Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and a few others, things are looking a whole lot brighter. I don't know when the playoffs will come back so soon. When the playoffs will come back for that team, but it's going to be a lot sooner than I'm thinking based on the way things are looking. So hopefully the same thing with the Rockets, because actually, as we just got on the podcast, the Rockets just bought out John Wall's contract or agreed to at least do that. So that clears a whole bunch of cap space because I think he was getting like well, 40 something million. Wow. So well, then that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, well, then that's probably why they had a good draft because they were able to really kind of like put themselves in a position to really get some good players along with maybe some other, maybe some other veteran names, that, you know, that, 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 
that they could bring in. So I guess that makes sense. With yeah, with that so, with that being said, how was your weekend, brother? Man, the weekend wasn't too bad. Actually, I was chilling for the most part. I watched a bit of playoff <clears> hockey, <throat> so shout out to the Colorado Avalanche for getting their first title since 01, I think. So yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know what it is about playoff hockey, though. It is crazy. The energy is just different, yeah, and uh, I always tend to watch it around this time of the year because things are just slowly but surely chopping down the amount of sports I get to watch. Now it's just baseball and racing. That's what I've got left, basically. Tennis, too. I like to watch tennis yeah, when I can. Well, but, yeah, it's like kind of in that phase right now in the summer at, where at it's least, like at least until the, just starting to cut at out. At least until the Cowboys come, uh, come again. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know what? Matter of fact, speaking of football, college football ain't too far away either, so I'm happy for that. If y'all don't know, Florida Gators fan until I die. You know, so, yeah, we'll see how we looking this year. I don't know how great we are, but... Yeah, I'm excited for college football, too, and hopefully the Cowboys can do their thing as yeah, well, well let, in the NFC well, East. Me, me and you both, and too bad we don't have Tam here to pick on us. So <laughs> I, I was just thinking about that, too. That's so crazy. I'm like, man, normally Tam will be picking on us because we Cowboys fans. So Yeah, man. Yeah, you well, know, it is what it is, but how was your weekend? Well, believe it or not, my weekend was actually not all like what it normally is. I actually flew out. Me and my girl actually flew out to— what? yeah. Me and my girl, we flew out to Texas near Dallas, a little small town called Weatherford, Texas, and my nephew got married. And we went out there to uh, yeah, we went out there to celebrate that wonderful day with him and his and his his new wife, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was the first time that my lady was uh, meeting most of my family. So yeah, Ooh, yeah, she met she, the family. Yeah, she got a she got a good report card. So I was I was thankful for that. <laughs> Cause one thing, hey, look, that makes a difference. Yeah, oh yeah. So I listen. This is what I told her, you know, before, and and I wasn't trying to make her nervous, and she already was. But I said, hey, look, I go, don't be nervous, just relax. I go, my family is the easiest family to get along with. I'm going, trust me, because if they don't like you, I go, then we're gonna have to break up. And I said because it's definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, gee, thanks, and I was like, okay. But no, we all had a great time. She got a good report card. Everybody loved her and she loved them. It, too bad it was just a, a, a quick visit. We, we, we got there Saturday morning and we had to leave right, right the next day on Sunday morning. So, but it was real quick, real nice and easy. And a shout out to my nephew, Jacob, and, and your new wife. And, and I wish them the best of luck. And they're just a wonderful couple. I mean, you ever seen these couples that they just... They, they they look like they go together. You know what I mean? It's it, oh, yeah, it's like absolutely. it's like peanut butter and jelly, like you know, cereal and <laughs> milk. It's just like it, it's almost like like uh, you ever get you ever, remember like when you go you go shopping in the mall or something and you see these picture frames and there's like a picture already in it. You know what I mean? Just to kind of just mm-hmm. you know just to, just, and it to just kinda, looks right. yeah, and it yep. just looks right. That's them. I, like it's disgusting. But in any case, yeah, man, they were just I'm so happy for them and for my and my brother got to reside over the he got to officiate over the wedding. My my brother is a an ordained minister, and he was also able to walk down his new daughter in law because I didn't I I totally had forgotten, but her father had passed away some years ago. And my my brother ended up walking her down the aisle for in place of him, and it was actually a wonder wonderful moment. But congratulations to wow. them too. Yeah, really Man. dope. But the one thing I tell you, I did get to do was I got to sit at home at the comfort of my own home and watch the race, Kenny. 
unfortunately, by the time I turned it on, they had they it was already on delay because of the uh, the the storm, rain, the rain and the rain, lightning storm. And I was like, away. oh man, I was like, doggone it! But because I was already watching some base, I was watching Yankees Astros because you know, and then I was just like, you know, all right, well, let me switch on over to the to the race and see what's happening. And it was just on pause, and I was like, oh man. And you know, kudos to those people who stayed out there all that time. I'm telling you, it was already hot out there, so it was like, man, they were really no pun intended. They were actually weathering a storm because my god, well, um, that heat was brutal and that rain was brutal. Me- and it happened actually on Saturday too, if you hadn't seen it. But in qualifying, as qualifying happened, a small shower popped over the track. It rained out the rest of qualifying, so Denny Hamlin was on the pole. It was just weird. Yeah, well, one thing me and you both know, because we, we live in that kind of area, pretty much in the south, where it's raining, and then when it gets hot, and then you put those together, it's not good. It, that humidity Mm-mm. is terrible. So, yeah, man, imagine, you know, those people all day out there, you know, with that rain and that sun, and then just... You know the heat in general. When even when the sun goes down, it's it's, it's not any better. That's what that's what I think. People from, from that that aren't familiar with the areas that 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 we live in or we grew up in. You know they don't re- they realize that they think that the sun goes down and then it rains, it cools off. And I'm like, hell no! Nah, nah. I, I was like, who told you that? <laughs> they come they complete opposite. It's just muggy, sticky. You don't even want to be anywhere near outside after it rains like that on a hot day, especially like in the nineties. Nah, you don't even want to parse it. It's it's not like just the winter time where yeah, if it rains, it's gonna be freezing cold. It don't work that way. Yeah, man, <laughs> it definitely doesn't, man. Well, let's get into some NASCAR talk, Kenny, and let's go ahead and just run down the results if you want. Let's let, let's look look at those Nashville results. Yeah, so Nashville, the Ally 400 second Cup Series race at Nashville. It was an interesting race. I'll say that. It wasn't really anything crazy in my opinion. It was it was good. It wasn't it was decent. It wasn't bad Agreed. or anything. But Chase Elliott is your winner. That's his second win of the season. So he is another multi-time winner currently in the Cup Series. Kurt Busch came home in second. Ryan Blaney came home in third. After Even after almost wrecking at one point. Still managed to come home P3. Kyle Larson, who was last year's winner, came home in fourth. Ross Chastain came home in fifth. Sixth was Denny Hamlin. Seventh, the Daytona 500 winner, Austin Sendrick. Mm-hmm. Eighth was Christopher Bell. Ninth was Joey Logano. And to round out the top ten was Kevin Harvick, who was also flirting at the top five for quite some time. Him and Martin Truex Jr. were mixing it together for quite some time, and it just didn't really work out for him. As Ross Chastain, as aggressive as he is, they ran them through wide for quite some time. So yeah, that was a, that was Nashville. Yeah. yeah, that was the that was a top ten at Nashville. But uh, yeah, Renee, I didn't get a chance to catch the first half of the race because I was at work. And when I got off, I was kind of surprised when I saw that it was raining. And I'm like, oh well, maybe I'll be able to catch a little bit. Lo and behold, I didn't realize I was still gonna get to catch a full half of a race because they were just a little bit under halfway. Yeah. At that point, I think it was like lap 140 or something by the time they started back up. So I was like, okay, cool. I can watch most of it. And yeah, I, I personally think Nashville probably would be a great race at night. I thought for the next gen there at Nashville, it put on a pretty decent show. Nothing like out of this world. I don't think it's going to be Auto Club, in my opinion, which is one of my favorite races of the season so far. But it it was fine. I, I thought it was fine. What did you think about well, it? You know, I I was uh, probably the same. I kind of you know was just like I said. I was I was watching. I was more you know in, in focus with the the Astros Yankees game. And I mean, you're talking two best teams in the AL. That's probably going to be a preview 
of that ALCS and whoever and whoever wins that game is not only going to go to the World Series but probably might end up winning it. I mean, I know the Dodgers look really really good and I I mean they they look stacked even with Freeman coming over, but I mean that was kind of like my focus in general was just a baseball game, but when I switched over you know, like I said, it was just right in the middle of the the, the rain delay, and then the you know they had the, the the whole lightning thing going on, and I was like, okay. And then I think when I went back to it, well, hell, Martin Truex Jr. had had just won the second the second stage, and didn't he win? Didn't he win both? Didn't I think he won both stages? Didn't he? I believe. I, I you know what? I, I can't call for sure. I think he did, and if he did, that just what makes it more weird that he he only came. What did he come in? Twenty second. Yeah, because he came in twenty second, and I figured he would at least come in the top five, but maybe at least the at least top ten. But he didn't. In any case, yeah. So when I turned it back, Truex had just um, won the second stage, and if you want to double check that on me, Kenny, uh, go ahead. But uh, he uh, he had just won the second stage, and then I, and then I, I started watching a little bit of the final, you know, the the, the final round, and then I switched back over to, to the game. And and it, it, and then by the time I went back, I I think I watched the last five. I think it was like the last five five laps, which was pretty interesting. And you know, I kind of thought Kurt Busch was actually going to pull. He he probably could have pulled that out, but you know that that he looked strong all day. Yeah. I mean, he looked pretty strong from what I saw. I mean, I thought he was contending. I thought it was one of those days like Kurt Busch was just quietly hanging around for the right place, right time. I mean, I kind of felt the same way at Kansas when he won and. He was pretty close, yeah. obviously coming home in second and, you know, being the the lead 23XI car. Yeah. 23XI car for the day. But, and, yeah, and you, I mean, and you know the guy, he contended Oh, well. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the guys in the booth were talking about, you know, coming up with those last laps, you know, in that final restart, you know, of, of you know, just like, you know, the pit stops and who's going to pit, do you pit, do you not pit, and everybody just, you know, you know, doing their thing of trying to make the best decision for their driver, and, and I mean, and look, and Chase Elliott, that they decided not to, not to pit, correct, if I'm not Yeah, and they took a, they took a pretty huge gamble, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and, 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 and th- from that, yeah, they, they, they paid off, and it this, all paid off. this is an example of, you roll the dice, do you, do you roll the dice, and, and, and not pit, or do you roll the dice and pit and then you end up you know not winning the race but and in any case it, it was it was fine by me I I didn't mind it too much uh, like I said you know listening to it on on TV and then listening to it you know on on on, uh, on Sirius XM radio just uh, is this completely different energy but uh, nevertheless uh, like I said you know you know real quick I just want to touch what on on Truex real quick because I, I know I know there was talk where he was thinking about retiring. There were there were there were, some people were saying he was going to retire, but he he's he's going to return in 2023. Yeah, and you know what? That was probably in my opinion, at least based on how things are currently with many teams is that he was probably the the biggest person when it came to silly season. Now, had Truex retired, I think that just opened a can of worms of who's going where because at this point, the only two rides I can think off on the top of my head that are going to end up being what well, were I could say at least from Truex to say we're going to end up being open was going to end up being the 19 and also Eric Almarola who is going to retire at the end of the season that car is going to be open to somebody so that's just something you know that's just something noteworthy as well as Ricky Stenhouse Jr. now has signed a multi-year deal with JTG so that's another hole that's been filled and that's who he's going to stick with but yeah yeah I mean Truex leaving 
honestly, I could see it happening still very soon. It may not obviously come next year as he is stated and he's coming back to JGR. Mm-hmm. But I think in the future, it's definitely on the rise as when you think about someone like Ty Gibbs, who is an Xfinity and doing very good at it for one. And I think it's very obvious that he'll stay within the JGR camp and he'll end up moving up at some point. So it's only a matter of time for when that does happen. But I don't think a, another season for Ty Gibbs and Xfinity would do him any wrong. I think it'll do him more good than anything. I I'm, I felt the same way about Austin Cindric running again and doing that. Like, I thought that was fine for him. Like, right, as talented right. as he is and as, as, you know, as a driver, I don't think it does any harm for them to be in Xfinity <clears throat> just a little bit longer. Because, I mean, when you think about it, Back in the day, that's how people did it. People didn't come to Cup in their 20s very often. Jeff Gordon and company really started getting that going in the Casey Atwoods and et cetera, et cetera. But most people were in their either late 20s or their early 30s when they finally got to Cup because that's just how tough it was. And it still is tough. Don't get it twisted. Right. But, you know, now money talks and it does not. Money always has talk, but it talks even more now. <laughs> so when you can go... You're going to go. And most people, when they have that chance to go cup racing, they're not going to turn it down. So oh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that is that is for that's sure. that. But I guess that's also basically our silly season update in just a, a quick brief moment. But yeah, that was not re- that was kind of shocking in some sense. But well, yeah, I'll tell you what y'all have heard I, it. Truex is back yeah. and shout out to Patrick, who is a big Truex fan. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you what was really shocking is Bubba and Booty Baker having a moment there. I mean, <laughs> you know. You know, Kenny, we were talking about this whole thing, I think, on one of the later podcasts uh, about, you know, just just the tire issues. And and, I mean, we had another one. We had another we had another car with a tire come loose. And and apparently that was the the issue, I think, with 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 the Bubba's car. I don't think the tire came off, but there was there was something uh, going on with that, though. Right. And yeah, so to see so tire came off and they had to or didn't come off, but it it literally had him in another situation where he had to come back down pit road. And it's like, it's happened so many times this season and times where they've ran really well because throughout the day he was running in the top 10 to salvage 12th place out of that was really good. Because what I noticed when he actually ended up getting stuck in another situation, being a lap down, but unfortunately that caution with Chris Buescher came out, he got back on the lead lap. And after that, he was just charging. Yeah. He was charging to the front. I don't know if it was because Michael Jordan was there this weekend or what? But in all seriousness, I feel like that team has had really good pace. It's just these small things that have happened, and it's just kind of ironic that when you think about Chase, excuse me, if we think about Kevin Harvick. I remember once upon a time he would run great race after race after race, and every single time his pit crew had an issue, and that was the biggest problem that he had going forward for a few years, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the the blow up, it's, I'm actually not as like kind of shocked by it because look, as I mentioned, Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childress are two, are children's are two different people, right? Yeah. And the thing about those two are you've got Rodney who is like very mellow and very relaxed. And then Kevin, when he's mad, he's mad. He's going to let you know. And it's kind of like almost like a yin and yang. And that same yin and yang has right. won a championship. Yeah. So clearly that thing works. And I think also if you play sports, idiot, at any point in your life, I'm sure you've had some heated debate with your teammate on the court or your coach, and it's just in the moment. So it might look bad to some people if you're thinking about everyday life. Correct. But when you're in the moment, sometimes these things happen. And as frustrating as it has been for him, knowing that he can run well and has a really good car and a good opportunity to do so, it's just that all he needs is 
is everything to go right down on the pit box. Like if everything goes right there, I think things will continue to plateau. And obviously, like what happened to the Coke 600 was a just an absolute terrible mistake. Yeah, they had a great running car, but they didn't meet minimum speed. So with that being said, they ended up getting pretty much D and Q basically. Right. That was exactly. It, you know? Yeah. As much as I hate the dry, the damaged vehicle policy rule, I hate it. But, you know, unfortunately, it's there for right now, and that's what you got to deal with. But if that improved that it needs to be changed, I don't know what will. But, yeah, I don't I don't think too big of it. I think they have a pretty good relationship, like, overall. So, you know, look, it ain't nothing but a heat in the I, battle you, moment. You, you, you hit it right on the head there, man. I, and I agree with you. I think if this would have been in any other situation where as far as their relationship wasn't or isn't what it is, then then I would say that there's a there's there's you know, there might be a problem here. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, it could, it could, absolutely. Yeah. And it could get uglier. And then where do they go from here? But knowing, and like you said, but knowing their relationship and, and it was just something that was in the heat of the moment. And it was, I mean, and obviously I don't think either one of them would, you know, would or, or should ever take it personal, you know, wh- right. whether it was Bubba yelling at Booty or Booty yelling at Bubba, you know, I think th- those two have such a, 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 a good relationship and a professional relationship where they can actually put that aside afterwards. And after, you know, tensions calm down, uh, they can go, look, man, I, I lost my head and I, I want to win. And I, they, they both want to win. And, and I, and I think they both understand that. So I don't, I don't see too much of cut. I don't see too much of, of anything playing out too much as far as this concern, but, but you, you are also right again. You never want to see that unfold. And and I'm sure they, they, they don't want to see that unfold in public. They would rather just deal with that behind closed doors, but you know, it, it, it happened. No big, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. And they wipe it under the rug and then they just move on just like we will. So let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about a little all-star race. So Fox wants to start rotating the all-star race. Yeah, so Stern, Adam Stern reported that this during our off time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he said that, I think even after the All-Star race, I remember on our episode, we had talked about how I think you we would think it would just, it just makes sense yeah. to rotate the All-Star game, just like how the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, and et cetera, how they do it every year. I mean... If anything, look, I understand the Texas experiment is the Texas experiment. That is the only reason why we have a date at Coda. Yeah. But I think, obviously, with North Wilsboro, for example, being a place that is getting ready to be redone and reopened, I think, you know, you got to start adding these different venues. I think it just keeps it fresh instead of it being in the same spot. Because when you think about it, it's only been in a few spots all time. I mean, when it first started out, it was in Atlanta. It's paid a visit to Bristol. It's been at Texas twice now. And for the majority of the history, it's been in Charlotte. So I think rotating it to different cities kind of gives it a different bit of a flair. Like, hey, we go to Nashville one year. We might go to the fairgrounds there. We might go to Homestead or we may go to go to L.A. or, you know, go for our yeah. club or something of that nature. I think just to mix it up and do something different. Hell, I mean, even if you want to put it on dirt somewhere in a different place, like if it was at Eldora, for example, maybe something like that could happen. I'm not sure how Tony feels about that, but either way, we've got different places that we could go. And I think also when you think about how NASCAR is currently structured now with everything almost being under one roof at this point, it's almost there at once you really think about it. Having ownership of the tracks means you can move these things around versus when before everything was somewhat independent, couldn't do it. So I think the ability is definitely there, especially given the fact that we've had so many changes in the schedule in the last two and a half years. I think it's possible. And 
I think it would be a warm welcome, and I think it would just freshen the things up just a tick. Yeah. Texas just is not it, in my opinion. I know that's your home state, but that track itself <laughs> just does not put on that great of a show for what it's worth. Yeah, so I, you know what, I, I would love for it to be anywhere else but Texas Motor Speedway. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you, and I know I don't want to agree with you, but I, I, I mean, I wish, <laughs> I wish there was something that could change that. I, and I don't know what the answer is, but I, I wish something could be done to make it more. Um, appealing but in any case no big deal but i i, I totally agree with the, everything else that you said you know it would be nice to just kind of like just you know move, move it from from different city to different city i know it's kind of tough maybe maybe it's a little tougher for nascar because you know maybe they don't feel like the fan base is is big enough to do that i don't i don't know i'm speculating here kenny i mean you, do, do you think that that may maybe why they had they haven't done it that way i i don't know but i mean but i'm glad that they're 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 thinking about are they're, they're gonna rotate the all-star race I'm, I'm saying that for sure but i don't know what do you think you think it's maybe because of the fan base is not as big as the some of the other sports do you think that that's why they hadn't done it before i think i don't even think it's that i think it's more so like the sake of tradition now the real reason I feel like because of Charlotte being the home, eventually becoming that home spot for the all-star race, I think it's, it's home for these teams. It's like a very few, a few, you know, very few times in the season where the teams are home for a long, long time. When it was at once upon a time here in Charlotte for the all-star race, you had the all-star race, you had the truck race, you had an Xfinity race, and obviously you had the big race, the Coke 600 on Memorial Day. But that was all like within 10 days. And normally within those 10 days, you were out on the road going somewhere else. So it was a home. It was basically like homecoming yeah. for NASCAR, essentially. That's that's what it was. So I think the sake of tradition and the sake of that was probably the main yeah, reason why. But also now money as well has made quite a big a bit of a splash into this whole deal. But yeah, essentially, I think like, you know, hopefully now these things can kind of be, you know, try well, something different. There goes um, that word again. Yeah, we'll Th- see. There goes that word again. Money. <laughs> Hey, my, hey, look, money talks in. You know what? Walks, you ain't man. lying. So, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure money had something to do with this next thing. So, like, Chicago Street Course possibly added to the 2023 oh, schedule. Now, Kenny, I want to say this right off the bat. I think this this, this is actually kind of fantastic. But So, whew. like, Chicago has been kind of talked about for a bit. And if you guys are on iRacing, the track is, technically speaking, like, the idea of what the track may actually be is built. So it's all there in that sense. It, I think it's probably a matter of figuring out what exact location. And based on that, I think it's probably going to end up being down by that pier yeah. down there in Chicago, which makes sense. Or that big park. I forget what it's called. Not a native. Sorry. Yeah, but, neither um, am I. But uh, I've, been to, but, uh, I've been to the city several times. But yeah, uh, I'm, not fam- I'm not familiar with that either as well. Yeah, I can't give you I can't give you all the details I want, but either way, yeah, it's been kind of floated the the idea is kind of floated. I mean, when you think about it, Road America is currently the I guess you could say that region or that demographics uh cup race, right? Where you've got Wisconsin, Illinois, and all those states that are surrounding it, right? Mm-hmm. That's their main thing, and since we don't have Chicagoland currently, that's off the schedule and apparently Road America doesn't exactly have a deal set in stone for cup, for the Cup Series next year, so it's been floating around that that could be the one that gets replaced, which I would hate because I actually like Road America. I think it's a really good road course. Yeah. I think, if anything, you replace Chicago the Chicago Street course with anything else but that, but we'll have to see how that unfolds. But I'd be intrigued to see it because I really do like this idea of like the Coliseum, for example, 
if you can't get to every single body in these certain in certain cities, you bring the show straight to them. The L.A. Clash was a prime yeah, example yeah. of that. I think it did. A, it was a really good job. I'm already thinking about going for next year's Clash anyway, so there's that. But yeah, I think this is a really cool idea, and I guess we'll see how it unfolds. Oh man, well, well, we we shall see, sir. With that being said, sir, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, but if not, we can go straight into our segment called Predictions. It's time for Grace Predictions. Let's do it. All right, Kenny. Here we go. Let's start it off with your predictions. Who you got? All right, so we are going back to Elkhart Lake in a.k.a. Road America. So that is one of my favorite road courses in general. It hosts a gang of different series from IndyCar, IMSA, and obviously NASCAR has been there several times, Several times, at least in the Xfinity series. They've been there going there since 2010. They've had 12 races so far. Your last winner was Kyle Busch last, last year. And in the Cup Series, there's only been two races in history. 1956, Tim Flock won it. And last year's race was Chase Elliott as he won it. And I obviously... I'm actually going to go with him to repeat and get his second win in a row at Road America. And then my alternative pick is going to be Austin Sendrick. I'm going to go with a little bit of an oddball one, but he is a very talented race road course racer. So those are my picks. I'm sticking to him. What say you, Mr. Garcia? Well, those are actually some really good picks there, man. I like that. I kind of had a man. I, I kind of had a feeling that Chase Elliott was you know, might might go back to back here. But I think just based on the season that we're having, I think maybe we might see Chase Elliott in the top five, at least the top 10, that's for sure. But I think he'll come close. But I'm going to, with none other than, I, I, I don't, I hate picking this guy, but I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of him. That's just it. But he's he's just, just such a good damn driver. I, I, it's hard not to pick him. <laughs> But I'm actually going to go with Kyle Larson on this one here. I, you know, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson as my main pick, and I'm actually going. I'm also going to go with an oddball, not not a, a very oddball, but just somebody that 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 we haven't heard from lately. But I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney as my alternative pick. I almost kind of, mm. I I almost want to kind of put Ryan Blaney as my main pick, but I got a feeling Kyle Larson might might sneak this one out. But but make sure you keep an eye on uh mr ryan blaney that is my alternative pick those are my picks and i'm sticking with them what say you fans of all turns no breaks you let us know who you think is gonna win let us know if you have somebody that you think is an oddball to win the this race coming up this weekend let us know hit us up on our social media and it's across the board at turns no breaks again across the board on social media at turns no breaks and let us know if you know anybody that loves nascar just as much as you do just as much as me and kenny do please turn them on to our podcast i'm sure they'll love it and all of you listeners out there that listen to us on a regular basis we certainly appreciate your support and even the new people who has who have hit us up on twitter lately and the last couple of weeks we certainly appreciate all of our new listeners we certainly appreciate your support as well for kenny myself we wish you a good week Have a wonderful week. Have a productive week. Stay sexy and be safe out there. And we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Well, I ain't said this in a week, but I have been staying hydrated. So y'all make sure y'all do the same. See ya. Thanks so much for tuning in. 